Nick, I understand that we have had some celebrations here today. We in, have. In relationship to the uh, to the sport, the Winter Olympics, with Matt Graham getting his uh, silver, silver medal. Silver in moguls. And, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not moguls, sorry. <laughs> okay, so why are we celebrating this one in particular? Well, because he's from here in Newey, Newcastle. And he goes to the same university same uni as, as our, our amazing producer, producer out there, <sighs> Marta. So, well um, done to Matt Graham making right, that so, Newcastle um, proud. What is this? This is a freestyle skiing. It is right? a freestyle, freestyle skier. Freestyle skiing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations to. Well uh, done, mate. Yeah, and all good job. Yeah. Woohoo! Okay, so coming back to our question that we began the day with <laughs> at the beginning of the day. Yeah, we, we yeah, the, the quiz. You had a quiz. We do that. Is there, so no one's called in yet. So maybe it's no, a bit too difficult. No, Give us another clue. Give you another clue. Okay, right. so here's clue number one. Just mm-hmm. in case you're tuning in right now, clue yep. number one is: Who am I? I said. I am disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. (laughs) (laughs) What was going on there? Another clue for us? Okay, clue number two Mm -hmm. says, My husband prayed to the Lord on my behalf because I was barren. The Lord answered his prayer and I conceived. So that narrows it down a little bit. Oh, come on. It's pretty easy now. Yeah, Give us a yeah, call, one 800 And we have a fantastic giveaway for you. First caller will win the prize. So don't be shy. Hey, here's a quick weather report. Sydney, currently 33. Well, sorry. Today will be a top of 33 degrees. Um, it's currently cloudy, but that will be clearing. Melbourne, 24. Windy, a shower or two. Brisbane, 35 degrees. Perth, 31. Adelaide, 25. Hobart, 20. Canberra, 32. Darwin, 29. Geelong is 23. Newcastle is 31. And Maitland today will be a top of 40. It is now two minutes past eight. And we're jumping into our Encounter with God segment. And before we do, just a quick reminder. Oh, sorry. Yes, tell just us. a quick reminder mm-hmm. that uh, you can listen to us online if you have... Uh, um, struggle with picking up the uh, transmitter signal. Right. So we've got a bunch of online listeners, and welcome to all of our online listeners this morning. We are glad that you are joining us. Okay, our encounter with God, what are we talking about today, Nick? Are the dead really dead? Oh, that's right. We were going to talk about death dun, for, dun, dun. for the breakfast show. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because there's a bit of hope in this story. That's right. This like, yeah, don't hope. be discouraged. This is not. Just, don't be afraid. Don't, don't go anywhere. There is a, a lot of good news that come from this study in particular. Indeed. So we're going to start this off with I'm that. going to read by starting off from Genesis chapter 2. Fantastic. The reason why we're going there, Lyle, yes. is because in order to understand what happens to us when we die, therefore we need to understand what actually how we came to be alive. Yeah, so we're going to read Does about the sense? opposite of... We, this is the opposite. I, th- I thought we'd start our, sub- mm-hmm. our, our conversation about death right. on a positive note and uh, <laughs> talk about the opposite of it. So this right. is the opposite of death. This is when it all began. Uh, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, the Bible says, And the Lord God... Formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils, into his nose, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So there's a formula here. There is a formula here. Let's look at that again. This is how God creates human beings, the very, very first human being. So what does he use? He uses the dust of the ground. So that's the first thing. Yeah. And then what is So essentially, uh-huh. essentially what you are, um, Nick, is yep. a dirtbag. <laughs> That's, that's it's nice. What the, what the Bible says. You're made out of dirt. That is really nice. You made a mixture of dirt and water. That's all you are. Dirt cool. and water. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes I do feel like I'm a bit of a bag, but I'm, I'm working <laughs> on it, all right? I'm trying to lose some weight. <laughs> 
And so God creates us out of the dust of the ground. Yes. Um, and then he does something else. What's the other part of the equation? Ah, second part is he breathes into us the breath of life. The breath of life. That's yes. an important thing. This is thing. a divine element that comes from God because you can breathe into a dead body all day yes. long. Nothing's going to happen. This is a divine gift. And this word breath can also mean spirit, the spirit right, of yeah. life. Spirit. Yes. Numa, numa. Numa. Or ruach. And as a result, so you put, you put dust... Mm-hmm. Uh, bag of dust, whatever you, mm-hmm. dirt you called me, mm-hmm. plus the, the spirit of God, the breath of life, and you become equals a living a living soul. soul. That's right. So you require those two elements to yes. become a living soul, according yes. to the Genesis in the yes. Bible. It's just like I love it. it's, it's as simple as your light bulb. I like it. Your light bulb has two things to mm-hmm. create light. Right. It has a light bulb that's like the body that's yes. made out of the dust of the ground. Right. And it has the spark of electricity, which is like the breath of life. Mm-hmm. Put those two things together, and you have light. light. <clears throat> life, yes, yes, a Good living, one. a living light bulb that is producing light. It's not really living, but yeah, what I mean, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's really good. I'm sure you. So now let's let's look at the the, the opposite. Okay. So then, we're, therefore, what happens to the person when they actually die? All right. Let's reverse the equation. We'll let's go reverse to the Ecclesiastes equation. this time, mm-hmm. and I'm flicking over to Ecclesiastes, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, which is. Solomon has some good material on this particular subject. Right down near the end of the chapter, 12 verse 7, it says, When a person dies, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Okay, so when a person dies... You've got a separation of those two. You've got a joining of dust and... Spirit or breath and we can together. definitely definitely count one of these to be true in our own experience, right? And when when someone dies, you if you know don't want to have to have this experience, but if you dig up the body, unfortunately, you know it just goes back down to the the core elements, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But it goes back into the ground. Yes. Um, but the spirit, which is the breath of life, mm-hmm. as we discussed, mm-hmm. returns to God. Okay, so that's the, like the gift of life. Yep. As we said before, you can breathe into a dead body all day long, nothing's going to happen. But when God breathes into a dead body, God gives the gift of life. There's another passage in Psalms. Mm. I think it's Psalms chapter 100 and something that illustrates this one as well. Let me try 102. Well, whilst you're there, I, I can yep. give you a couple of really cool verses whilst yeah, you're looking I, for that one. I've got so, it. I've got it. Oh, I've you got, got it. it. Oh, super it. quick. Yeah, see, I'm on the ball today. Right, go for it. Okay, here we go. Verse uh, 102. 104 verse 29. Mm-hmm. You hide your face, they are troubled. You take away their breath, they die and return to dust. Okay, so that's death. Boom. All right, let's say you then reverse that equation again. Right. So we, we uh, body plus breath equals life. Yes. Okay. Then reverse that equation, separate those two elements. You've got death. Mm-hmm. Reverse that equation again and join those two elements back up. What do you have? It continues on. You send forth your spirit, the breath of life. They are created and you renew the face of the earth. You've got resurrection. Wow. There you go. So you've got death. That is a very good verse. So Where was life that? Psalm. And death and then resurrection. That was Psalms 104, 104 verse 29 and 30. You were going somewhere. Where were you going? That, that was actually better than where I was going, actually. But um, the Bible gives a couple of more examples. In James chapter 2, verse 26, the body without the spirit, which is um, the breath of life, is dead. So you require, again, in the New Testament, we find the same thing, um, where the uh, living soul requires that spirit as well as the body to, to make life. Mm-hmm. Um, in Job chapter 27, verse 3, the spirit of God, which is, again, the breath of life, is in my nostrils, which is where God breathed into man at the very beginning. This is a really interesting verse. I, I, I like this one in Job okay. because there is, a, there is a concept, a theory out there that the spirit here spoken of is, a, is conscious and it's like a little ghost that floats around inside of you somewhere. 
That's right. And, and that when you die, that little ghost floats back to God. Right. And this is and, what and, people and, think. And, and sometimes I ask people, do you know where in your body the spirit lives? And they're like, ooh, you know, where is, where is this ghost living inside of my body? And the Bible is very clear. It lives in your nose. You have a ghost in your nose. It's not the case. <laughs> this is not the case. No. No. The spirit here is spoken of is the human spirit, and it is so referring this, to yeah. the breath of life, the gift of life. It's not referring to something that is conscious. So this breath of life has no like life in itself on its own. No, no. Right? No. So the ghost doesn't leave your body and go, goes back to God. We don't have any conscious thing that, that floats up to God when the when the spirit goes. Well you have to, to back God. this up with some scripture, my brother. Yes, we are indeed. And we're also going to look at a definition. So we understand what the what the spirit yeah. is now, that's the breath of life. Yeah. Um, we're going to have next look at uh, the soul. We're going to define what the soul is. Cool. Uh, because I know we always get a bunch of questions on the yes. soul. And you might have a question on this subject. <gasps> if you have a question on this subject, we would love for you to give us a call. 1-800-324-843. Or you can text it through to us on 0491-064 or 064-669. We would love to hear your questions on this particular subject. Here is um, Barlow Girl. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. And that wasn't that, that, that Girl. That did not sound like Ballow Girl. <laughs> that did not sound like Ballow Girl. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to put this song on. That's why I'll I'm talk. Just, I'll I, talk to you about it later. I, 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 it's I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited that you messed <laughs> up because now I don't feel so bad. Oh no! Oh I no! The, uh, the second person to uh, the, you're the second person to mess up. <laughs> okay, so. We've been talking about this whole concept of. Um, uh, we've been talking about this whole concept of death, but before we do, we need to remember to listen to us live mm-hmm. um, on faithfm.com.au, or you can use the TuneIn app and go to Faith FM Australia to listen to us on your phone. Um, and of course, if you get the TuneIn app, make sure that you get the free one because they will try and sign you up to the very, very expensive one. So if you're having some signal, your way through there, find, find the free. If you're having one, some signal problems in your car, then that's the best way to find to, to hear us live. Indeed, it is wonderful. Indeed, it is. All right, so check this out. Um, people believe yes. that this that this soul, which they call they think is a spirit, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we die, this spirit, which they call soul, leaves the body and returns to God, which mm-hmm. is where they get ghosts from, and you know, there's someone so you is don't in actually heaven. Really die. You don't really die. What does the Bible have to say about that? Well, um, Satan's first lie was you won't really die. You surely won't die. And he's been pretty successful with that. Mm. Here's an interesting fact. Here's a fun fact. Yeah. The word soul and the word spirit are mentioned over 1,700 times in the Bible. Okay, so that's That's important. a lot. Right. Now, if God wanted to communicate to us mm-hmm. that the soul or the spirit was immortal and you know, impossible for it to die, that he, he has 1,700 opportunities to communicate to that, that to us, right? Right. And you compare that to some of the other major uh, themes in the Bible. Say, for instance, grace. How often do you reckon grace is mentioned in the entire Bible? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that one. 128 times. Okay. And, and that's a major theme, that right? That is I a mean, major that's theme. the only way in which anyone huh. is saved. Absolutely. 1,700 opportunities that God has to tell us that the soul or the spirit is immortal and there is not a single solitary verse in all. All of scripture that says that the soul of the spirit is immortal. Immortal. Interesting. Yeah, well, give us go. a couple. Let's, let's, a, let's see a, some. There's a, uh, a myth-busting fact for you. I there think, it is. Okay. All right. 
Ezekiel. 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 I like Ezekiel. He always starts his books with, uh, his chapters with, son of man. He speaks in the, in the third person. It makes it interesting and different from some of the other Bible writers. Uh, we'll go to Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 4 where the Bible says, Behold, all souls are mine. This is God speaking. Mm-hmm. As the soul of the son, so, sorry, as the soul of the father, so also the soul of the son is mine. The soul that sins, it shall die. Th- there it is. That's pretty clear. That's very clear. And and very the clear. soul that sins, um, the soul. Are dies. we all not? I mean, are we all not sinners? Yes, we are. Does that mean? I mean, there are some people who who are you know perfect and. Well, they believe that they're really oh, good and they're free of sin. Uh-huh. Maybe those people won't are, die. Are you one of those people? Nick? I, no, I'm not saying I'm <laughs> far from one of those people. No, I don't think I am. But there, there may be some people who feel that. Well, I'm not a sinner. I'm God has um, died for my sins. I won't be. I won't be one of those people. So maybe I won't die. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible this says that true. the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. But that's not where it stops. No. No, it goes on to say in the very next breath, Paul says, but the gift of God is eternal Eternal life life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the promise is that you find in the Bible is the promise of the resurrection. Here's another verse for you on this particular subject. While we're there right there in Revelation chapter 16, favorite book of the Bible. Uh, Let me go down to verse 3. The Bible says the second angel poured out his vial on the sea and he became like the blood of a dead man and every living soul died in the sea. There we go. So the Bible is very, very clear. The soul is not immortal. There is no yes. no, no verse that says that it is, but there are a number yes. of verses that says that it isn't. So we need to understand then uh, what exactly is the soul that dies. Yeah. Well, we looked, there's a clue in back in Genesis where you found right. you had the body, mm-hmm. uh, which is the this this bag of dirt that you this, this, you think I am, yes. plus, this, uh, plus the breath, the spirit of life. You put those two together and you have a living soul. So soul is not the breath of life. Soul is not the the bag of dirt. Soul is combination of um, the dust, breath of life, and you have a living soul or a living person. You know, when I give this Bible study, sometimes I love to invite nice. people to come along and say, okay, you come to the next Bible study, I'm going to show you a real living soul. <laughs> and some of them are like, oh, spooky. And, 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 and the hairs stand up on the back of their neck and they're like, oh, we're going to come along and see a ghost. And I'm like, yeah, you're looking at one. Yeah. You're looking at a soul, a real living soul right here. Here's another one. The Bible says, uh, Peter says that in the ark... There were eight souls saved. Yeah. Now, this is why we know that a soul is not a ghost. Yeah. Because you're not a ghost. Correct. And if in the ark, eight souls had been saved or eight ghosts had been saved, you would be a ghost. Yeah. Because you would have descended from ghosts. Makes sense. But you didn't descend from a ghost. You descended from a person. A soul is a person. Well, let's look at this. Let's look at this then. Some people have had experiences. Right, legitimate experiences apparently, yeah. where um, a spirit of some sort, a ghost, whatever it is, has understanding and wisdom of of them or that person's past or whatever it is. Do dead people, mm-hmm. right? Spirit of spirit has gone back to God as we have understood in Scripture, and it's just it's not a living soul; it's just a breath of life. But how do you make sense of of these ghosts that seem to have wisdom and knowledge about you and your past? And this is a surprisingly surprisingly not uncommon, right? 
I meet many, many people who have experiences with ghosts. Some with uh, they've seen ghosts of people that they don't know from the distant mm-hmm. past. Um, some who will talk to their relatives on a regular basis. Yeah. Okay, the Bible is clear on this. God is very, very clear because he doesn't want us to be deceived. And in Job, Job chapter 7 and verse 9, the Bible says, As the cloud is consumed and vanishes, so he that goes down to the grave is not coming back up again, he will return no more to his house. Neither shall his place know him anymore. anymore. That is a plain, unequivocal statement of Scripture. Yep. No one who's died is yes. ever coming back to the house. Yes. Okay, so what's Let, happening then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on, go. Yeah. Yeah, what's happening then when you have this situation where a, uh, a ghost does turn up and they look exactly like a dead relative and they mm-hmm. give you information that is Only your dead relevant. relative would know. Yeah, yeah. perhaps. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we need to realize that we live in a very spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And in the world that we live in, we are surrounded by spirit beings who observe us very, very closely at all times. Uh, and that should make the hair on your back of your neck stand up a yes. little bit. But it's the reality. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but the Bible is very clear that these spirit beings, whether good or bad, are able to transform themselves. And we have many instances in the Bible where good angels have transformed themselves into a form of a human being. Um. And so that then simply means that an evil angel has exactly that same power. Awesome. Oh, I, I want to qualify that statement using some scripture here because Good. some people are listening. I'm mm, guessing they're yeah. hearing what we're saying, mm-hmm. but look, it just doesn't add up with what they've experienced. Well, let's, the book of it in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 yes. and verse 5, we're going to look at verse 5, 6 and 10. The Bible says this, the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. <laughs> That's pretty clear. Right? Mm. Neither have they any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love and their hatred and their envy is now perished. Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. There is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. You know, it's almost like as if uh, Solomon was looking down through history and going, yeah, people are going to get confused on this. Yes. How can I write this down in such a way that no one will ever get it wrong? And he writes this passage right here. Yeah. That's you know, if you've got some questions on this, and I yes. hope that you do, yes. give us a call. We would love to hear from you. There are many passages in the Bible we can discover, and our number is 1-800-324-843. Of course, if you're feeling a little shy, text us on 0491-064-669. Here is Bala Girl. You led me. I love this song. My wife and I walked down. Oh, sorry. My wife walked down to this um, at our wedding. And Beck, love you, honey. Happy Valentine's. Here is Bala Girl.
was Balo Girl. You led me and Nick, I think you were tearing up with brownie points there this morning. Yes, but, my friend. Uh, my wife loves that song. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to um, my brother-in-law in Geelong. We're okay. actually now connecting live in Geelong as well. Fantastic. And just want to say good morning to Justin. He's on. He's a teacher at a Christian college over there and he's on his way to work. Um, God bless you, mate. Yeah, there you go. There you go. This is this is your one an opportunity before you fly out to the states, Nick. So I know. Uh, I know. yes, miss you guys. So we've been talking about oh, um, what happens to you when you yeah, die. But yeah, before yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. Lyle, the quiz. 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 Nobody's All called right. in yet, so I'm going to give another what? clue. All right. Okay, this clue would be too difficult. It's, okay, so question number one was: mm-hmm. It's a who am I? I said I am disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. Yep. Who said that? Ooh. My husband prayed to the Lord on my behalf because I was barren. The Lord answered his prayer and I conceived. That narrows it down considerably. This one's a giveaway. The Lord said to me, two nations are in your womb. Ha! I know it. Somebody had twins. <coughs> well, <clears throat> somebody had twins. Can I? Can and I, both of those no. twins. Uh, no, you can't. No, uh, right. no you can't. Okay. So, first, call her. <laughs> 1-800-324-843. If you know the answer, give us a call right now. We'd love to give you a, uh, a free giveaway. I think we're going to have a fantastic album to give away today. So give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or you can text us on... Uh, 0491-064-669. Now, that's a new number. It Let me give it number. again. Yep. 0491-064-669. Save it in your phone and be ready for being able to get these things out there right on the... On the on the on the spot, absolutely. So, Lyle, we're talking about state of the dead. Yes. What happens to people when we die? So, we've discovered discovered thus far mm-hmm. that the body. There's this fantastic equation God has given us or a formula back in the Book of Genesis mm-hmm. that um, a living soul is made up of these two things. That's right. Dust from the ground. Yes. And the breath of life, which comes right. from God, which is, also, which is also mm-hmm. called the breath of life, is also called in the Bible the spirit, spirit. not the Holy Spirit. Nope. Not ministering spirits. Those nope. are angels, but the human. Spirit. Absolutely. And you put these two things together and you have a living soul. That's right. So living soul is not the spirit. No. It's a combination of the dust from the ground, breath of life from God, and you have a living soul. And we've learned that the people who do die, people who are dead now, friends, um, they know nothing. We just read in Ecclesiastes that they don't know, they don't have no hate, they have no love, they don't remember things according to the Bible. They do not know anything. Crystal clear. I think it is. So then what goes on, my brother, Lyle? You're going to have to help me out when people appear to you um, at night or in, in you know creepy places and they come and they look like a relative who had passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they is, say things really that only question. relatives we were, know. We, were, we yes. were mentioning this before. We read mm-hmm. a passage from Job where the Bible is absolutely unequivocal that no dead person is ever going to come back as a ghost and to um, haunt his house. It's just not going to happen. But we do see ghosts at times, and people do have very real experiences with yes. the supernatural. And you were saying, what what is that all about? I mean, even my father in law saw a ghost one time. It's 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 uh, it's something that is not uncommon, surprisingly, mm-hmm. in our world today. And this is the Bible is very clear. There's many many uh, examples that we could give. Uh, for instance, I could go to Genesis. Let me go to Genesis 18 real quick. Yep. And just to give you an example of this, so Genesis 18, you've got Abraham sitting in his tent. And in verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre as he sat in the 
in the in the t- door of his tent in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked and saw three men standing by him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he looks at the, he sees three men. He's a hospitable guy. He's like, yeah, come in and have a food. Let's let's sit down and chat. He doesn't realize that one of them is Jesus Christ. Yep, and two of them are angels. Now, those two angels are the angels, of course, that later go down to the city of Sodom to rescue Lot and his family. Right. What we learn from this is that angels have the ability to transform themselves into human form. Yeah. Good angels always do that in a good way for good reasons. What Evil about angels so good do ones? that yeah. to scare people, to deceive people, to pretend they are like dead relatives and to lead people on a path of destruction. Here's mm-hmm. what you find universally. Mm-hmm. People who become involved in the supernatural, it becomes destructive for them. Mm. Not overnight necessarily, but always consistently it becomes destructive when they get involved with evil powers, evil supernatural powers. Well, this is a little bit uh, scary, right? Of course, good supernatural is where we need to be Of course. But this is a little bit scary. It's a bit of a shock perhaps to someone that's listening right now. Absolutely. That's my intention. We're we're not evil people. (laughs) That's your intention. I want to jolt people today and say, okay, if you're involved in this, get out. All right. So, okay, that's the point. So, we can't just leave them hanging here. So, they've experienced this and up, up to this point perhaps, Lyle, they've had some emotional connection to that spirit or oh, that that is that ghost right yeah um, but to, we don't want let, we don't want to let, go to tell Jesus these guys Christ. yes but go to Jesus sure but we don't want these people to think that they are dwelling with you know that they are evil because because they're not I mean these are perhaps some good Christians out there no the people are not evil right no so how do they get out of this kind of situation what what can they do go to Jesus go to Jesus consistently go to Jesus every day and those experiences will disappear okay this is the power of Jesus. You can't, and this is a great way of testing whether this is a good thing or not. Or what's the test? Make Jesus the center of your life. Commit your life one hundred percent in total surrender to mm-hmm. Him, and give it to God. Give it to Jesus, and say, "If this is not of You, make it go away." And it will go away every single time. Right. It just cannot stay. Uh, I like that. And practical. then you will know. Then you will yeah. know. You will know that what I'm saying is absolutely true. That's very practical. It, I like that lesson. So, what do you do? You go to Jesus and say, "Hey, Lord, if this is not from You, yeah." Help it to go away. Yep. Make it go away. Make it go away. In your name. In your in name. In the name of Jesus. Or, and even when it's there, when it's, it's there, I command you in the name of Jesus to leave. Yeah. And they cannot stand the name of Jesus. They just, they just, they just they flee. That's what the Bible when, says. When you surrender to Jesus Christ, mm. and this is, you know, it's more than just like using the word Jesus like a magic word. This is surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. It's not a magic word, you know. Let's not go down that path. Let's, okay. Let's make a full surrender. I love it. Amen. Fantastic. So then, therefore, Lyle, what what is death then? Yeah. What, what is death all about? What what is it according to Scripture? Okay, John chapter eleven is where we'll go to next, and we'll look at an example of somebody who died and came back to life. Yeah, and this is from oh, coming yeah. from Jesus. Like he's going to give us the the yeah. teaching himself. Yeah, let's see so. what he says. So where are we? John chapter eleven, and we have the story of Lazarus. Right. Here's what happened. Lazarus was a very good friend of Jesus, very, very close friend. He often stayed at Lazarus's house. Jesus often stayed there. And Lazarus uh, was, got sick, and Jesus, of course, had healed thousands of people. He did more healing than he did preaching. And so Jesus has healed thousands of people. He's in another part of the country, a distant part of the country. And as he's in this distant part of the country, it, uh, it, it, it turns out that um, some messengers come and say, look, Lazarus is sick. Can you come and heal him? Mm-hmm. Jesus does nothing. Right. Nothing at all. And the disciples are like, what's going on here? A few days later, Jesus comes to his disciples. And in verse 11, this is John 11, 11, 
He said, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I'm going to wake him up. His disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Don't go waking him up. Howbeit Jesus spoke of his death. Then in verse 14, then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So Jesus calls death a sleep. And you'll find that concept from one end of the Bible to, to the, the other. other. You know, for instance, you've got, uh, say, Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, you know, when the Lord returns. Many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth mm-hmm. shall awake. You know, this is a very, very important passage because it's like, well, if your ghost floated off to heaven and your ghost is still floating around in heaven, how do you wake up if you're still awake? That's right. You know, you can't wake up if you are already awake. That's a good point. That's impossible. Yes. In Job chapter 14, 12, very quickly, the Bible says, So man lieth down, which is death, and riseth not, till the heavens be no more. They shall not awake, nor be raised out of their sleep. Until Jesus comes. And it seems we, we, have, uh, we have stumped everybody with our quiz, and so I'll give one more quiz. One more clue right here. Yep. Final clue. Isaac is my husband. Give us a call. 1-800-324-843. I'm just sort of giving the whole thing away right now. And you have the number or text us on 0491-064-669. We're going to listen to Melissa Otto. You'll never leave. Terrified unless I know you're with me It's a troubled place But there is beauty too Wherever we haven't completely blocked you Daddy, don't go Don't ever leave I need you with me I need Happiness was meant to make us cry 
I'm Peter Watts, and I'm sure, like me, at some time you have asked these questions. Does God exist? Is there anyone out there? And is God for real? As an atheist for years, my answer to those questions was no. But since then, I've had to reconsider the evidence. Evidence that points to a God of reason, science, love, and hope. I'm inviting you to discover these answers for yourself in my exciting new series entitled, Is God for Real? Beginning 7 p.m. Friday, February 23, at the Walls End Seventh-day Adventist Church. Visit isgodforreal.com.au for more details. That's isgodforreal.com.au. You're with Neil Thompson on Faith FM, and today we're looking at a passage of Scripture, and it's straight from Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, and this is what it says, and this could be, I think, a great benchmark for building your relationship by Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. That's verses 1 and 2 of Ephesians 5. Now, here's the thing. Imagine if we took that as a principle for how we're to enter into a relationship with someone. Imitate God. So what do we know about God? Well, God is slow to anger. Oh, that's a good thing. You, you imagine applying that to your relationship. Partner is frustrating you. Well, just be slow to anger. Chew your tongue. Stick your. In fact, what I often tell couples is when you feel like you're going to bite back or do something, just get the your tongue. Instead of talking, just stick it to the roof of your mouth for a bit and just go, mm, ah, okay. And so don't talk. And instead, just breathe deeply, relax, and just remember to, that slowness in anger is a good thing. Um, it might actually save fights. It might actually help build bridges and, and reconnection with your partner. So this principle that we we're talking about is to imitate God in everything you do. So the way, now we're just talking about the things of which, that what God is like. So he's, he's slow to anger. He abounds in love. He's gentle. He's kind. He's thoughtful. Um, he does things, he begins and ends with, with graciousness. So imagine you were able to do those things with your partner. What would that look like? It would mean that if your partner um, slipped up, that you'd be okay with, with forgiving and letting bygones be good bygones, that you wouldn't keep score. Scripture says that God remembers our sin no more. He casts it in the depths of the sea. So in the same way, if we're going to be imitators of God in our relationship, you certainly definitely don't want to keep score. In fact, if you're keeping score in your relationship, you can be really sure that things are out of control. So stop keeping score. And by that, I actually mean, you know, don't don't do things like this where you think, well, hey, I took the rubbish out yesterday, the day before and the week before that and the week before that. Just instead, just do things with a cheerful heart. Just enter into the, the things that you need to get done around the home and for each other in that kind of way. But the verse goes on to actually say to live a life filled with love. And following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. So we're taking the idea of love from a sentimental notion like what Hollywood might have to a real sacrificial love. Um, again, using a Hollywood example, say like, um, like Desmond Doss, who on the battlefield was willing to lay down his life in the service of others. Not that he needed to, because in the end, he too was saved from the battlefields there in Okinawa. So in that whole story, though, it, it's a really 
great reminder for us of our the willingness of someone to actually lay down his life in service to others. And that willingness should certainly be there for those we profess to love the most. They're the ones that we should raise our standard. They're the ones who we should be willing to sacrifice for and to do that again and again and again. Well, you're with Neil on Love Matters. Stick around on Faith FM. We've got plenty more coming up after this. Always good to have Neil Thompson on here yes, with good on him. Love Matters. And I think I think I actually gave it away with my last clue for the for the question. So our question was, who am I? I said I'm disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. And then my last clue was Isaac is my husband. We have a call Come on, guys. Called through from Oh, we have one. Nabathong in Victoria. <laughs> like after, <laughs> after that, Isaac is my husband. That's gotta be a giveaway. Monica, welcome to the show. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, good. Do you have an answer for our question? Do you know what? It was a little bit tricky at first. I thought it was Sarah because of the whole Hagar thing, but then Hagar's not a Hittite, right? She's Egyptian. So my guess is wow, it was Becca. Yeah, yeah, would be correct. Woo! Yay! Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> well done, Monica. We have an album coming out for you. Yes, as by a Melissa prize. Otto, one of our favourite musicians here on Faith FM. So that'll be coming to you shortly. Congratulations, and thank, thank you for you so joining much. us on the show. And, of course, if you want to be a part of the quiz, then tune in again tomorrow and we will have another question for you and another prize to give away if you can answer one of our questions right here on Faith FM. Don't forget our numbers, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. We have a question for the day. I was just going to ask. What's yes. the question for the question day? For so the someone day. texted in a question. Yes, this has come from a listener. Okay. It says, if I can't see God... Why should I believe in him? How can I know that God exists? Okay, so Nick, you believe in God? I sure do, mate. Have you ever seen God? I haven't, mate. Then how do you know God exists? Is this your way of getting me to answer the question? (laughs) (laughs) It's your job. (laughs) Well, well, okay. Here goes the the hot potato again. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Well, for me, it's a number of things. I I want to hear your testimony. Here's my testimony. Well, I probably can't do it in two minutes, but here it is. Very briefly, um, I have experienced his presence in my life. Okay. And so for somebody that, who hasn't experienced God, yes, they're going to say, well, you know, that's a kind of meaningless to me. Perhaps, because without just the experience, you can actually see, and, 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 and uh, with that personal experience, you can see his presence in this world. Um, okay. There, there how do you, how do you are see extraordinary it? things happening in this world you may not be aware of. People doing great things, and you know that it's because of God is supporting and behind it. There is also creation in itself, and you see some amazing, um, beautiful places around the globe, and you think, man, how on earth could this have come to be this way? Mm-hmm. You look at creatures, and you collect plants, and, and, and valleys, etc., etc. You know that there is something greater out there without having that experience a personal experience, you can see his work. Yeah, I sometimes talk to, to people and they're like, well, I've never experienced God, so therefore God doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know that God does not exist in an area of understanding that you have not yet actually experienced yourself? Right. You know, have you experienced everything that there is to experience? Mm. Because until you have experienced everything there is to experience and until you know everything there is to know, you cannot say that God does not exist. Here's a quick one. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who said this, but I heard it once upon a time. I thought it was fantastic. So we're pretty clever people. And I once asked a, uh, a colleague of mine, and you know, 
terms of um, how much of your brain are you using in terms of percentage? And he said, look, I'm, I'm a pretty clever, clever guy. He was quite proud about it and said, look, I'm probably using about 15% of the brain's capacity. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, how much of this uh, information in this universe do you actually think you, you understand and know? And he said, well, <laughs> I reckon I probably know about 10% oh, of what this entire universe has to offer. <laughs> pretty, I thought, fantastic, good on you, man. Yeah. I said, look, how do you know that God is not in that 90% that yeah. you have no idea about? Exactly. Yeah, it's very simple. Mm. Uh, let me share a little bit maybe um, from my own experience, and that is, you know, the whole concept of whether God exists or not really comes from whether the supernatural exists or not. Right. If the supernatural exists, there is space for God. If the supernatural does not exist and there is only natural law, nothing else, then God does not exist. Mm. So the question we have to ask ourselves is a very simple one. Does the supernatural exist in our world today? Now, I know that for the vast majority of the population of our world, they're going to say yes. And then a very small minority are going to say, no, the supernatural does not exist, therefore I don't believe in God. Well, that is a very, very small minority, particularly we talked about yesterday how that, uh, you know, places like United States, religion is the biggest contributor to the economy. It is the mm. biggest business that there is. That tells me that there are a lot of people who are taking this very, very seriously and people don't take things seriously and spend their money on it if it is not real. And so in my own experience, this is what I've looked for and I've particularly looked for it in the Bible. Is there evidence in the Bible of the supernatural and prophecy is one of those things, predictive prophecy throughout Scripture reveals the presence of God. We're going to listen to Maranatha Music, Great Is Your Faithfulness. God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not. As Thou hast been, Thou forever
have been listening to Maranatha Music. Great is thy faithfulness here Mm-mm. on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 and 88. Across Australia. Positively different radio. Sure is, mate. We have come to that part of the day where we get to give something away. Yes. And so we have a prize and this will go to the first caller through. So get ready to give us a call now. Don't call until we tell you what it is. (laughs) That would be cheating. We don't want anyone cheating. Cheating is... boy. The Bible says thou shalt not cheat. Okay, 1-800-324-843 is the number or you can text us on 0491-064-669. So what's the gift? What are they texting? Okay, this great book here, Paul Mm -hmm. and Carolyn Rain in it is called The Connected Family. We're having Valentine's Day today, which is all about love, which is all about people getting together and loving each other. And of course, uh, uh, a great um, product of that is the creation of new families. Mm. And so with the creation of a new family, how do you stay a connected family? How do you stay connected with your spouse? How do you stay connected with your children? How do you keep it all together? We know, research tells us, that children thrive when they are raised by two biological parents. But that can be very challenging in today's world, can't it? Absolutely. And, uh, and so we have uh, many families, sadly, that break up. And we mm. have you know, a very public one happening on the news right now. Um, which really is, you know, while everybody seems to be loving to get into the whole uh, Barnaby Joyce story, there's a very sad story to this as well that we're not seeing. You know, there's a marriage that's broken up. There is um, children involved. There is, um, you know, people whose whose private lives have been made public. How do you how do you stop something like this from taking place? And if you'd like to know the answers to these questions, then give us a call. Uh, 1-800-324-843 or give us a text on 0491-064-669 and this book will go through go to the first caller through today. The there lines it is. are now open. Fantastic. So give us a call. Hey, um, hope you've enjoyed the program this morning. It's been fun yep, hanging absolutely. out with you. There's a lot yes. more to come, so don't go anywhere. Hey, just uh, thanks to um, David Stoichek, um, fantastic work he does in yeah. mental health. And Adele. And Adele. Yeah. Um, our fantastic Adele. So Adele will continue to look after our um, guest interviews here on Faith FM. Mm-hmm. So thank you to the team. Uh, it's been wonderful, Al, hanging out with you as usual. Absolutely. And just want to remind everybody yep. that um, you can listen to us online at faithfm.com.au. Yes, um, we encourage you to do so if you're particularly if you're struggling with a, uh, a weaker signal somewhere. And, or you can listen to us on your app on your phone with the TuneIn app. Make sure you get the free one um, because it can be quite expensive if you want to avoid the ads. Uh, but those are two great ways of being able to listen to Faith great FM idea. along with listening to our hey, broadcast. Tomorrow we're going to be looking at, we're going to continue with this whole state of the dead thing. And we're going to see what happens to the dead when Jesus comes back, the righteous and the unrighteous. So make sure you're around for that tomorrow. Stay tuned for more great programming coming up immediately right after, this. after this right here. Nick and Lyle, Faith FM. And the flood is welling up behind my eyes. So I eat the tears I cry. And if that were not enough. They know just the words to cut and tear and prod When they ask me, where's your God? Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? I can remember when you showed your face to me 
As a deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts for you. And when I behold your glory, you so faithfully renew, like a bed of rest for my fainting flesh. I am satisfied in you When I'm staring at the ground It's an inbred feedback loop That brings me down So it's time to lift my brow And remember better days when I love to worship you in all your ways With the sweetest songs of praise Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? I can remember when you showed your grace to me as a deer pants for water so my soul thirsts for you and when i survey your splendor you so faithfully renew like a bed of rest for my faith I am satisfied in you Let my sighs give way to songs That sing about your faithfulness Let my pain reveal your glory As my only real rest Let my losses show me all disturbed I am satisfied in you I am satisfied in you 
I am satisfied in you. I am satisfied in you. I am satisfied in you. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively Different Radio.
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.